0: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Area 21, the Underground Takedown. Episode 15. As always, it's your boy King Friday, A. Millie, and Black Butterfly here representing as well. What it what it do, y'all? What it up? Hey, what's
1: going on? Hey, hey.
0: Hey, ain't nothing going on. Just waiting on this good holiday weekend to come up. Uh, Memorial Ooh, Day.
1: I know that's right. I'm because yeah, I'm about to go ziplining.
0: Oh, shit, now.
1: About to <laughs> be in the trees like Tarzan and Jane.
0: Out here being adventurous. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be dope, though. Yeah, I
0: know, right? I definitely got to give a shout okay. out to my boo, to my boo baby, Shannon. Her birthday is Memorial Day, so happy early oh. birthday. Oh happy early birthday happy early birthday yeah um so yeah we can go ahead and hop right into it oh before i even start i definitely want to give a shout out to everybody who supports us like we always say um numbers still growing we got a new sponsor um and so introducing our new sponsor venue kings uh, VenueKings.com is a website where you we can get a bunch of tickets to a bunch of different events, concerts, sports, uh, sports events, all of that. Um, and to make it easier for you to link up with all of our sponsors, um, all you have to do is go to Area21Podcast.com and across the top you'll see the sponsors tab. Just click on that tab and every single one of our sponsors will uh, will fall down and you'll be able to click them and go directly to that site and get all of their deals. But in particular with our new sponsor, Venue Kings, they uh, do have a special going on: five dollars off any thirty dollar or more purchase, uh, and the code is SPRING17, that's Spring Seventeen. That's S P R I N G, the number Seventeen. That's good until the twentieth of June. So if you just head over to uh, if you just head over to area twenty one podcast dot com. Click the Sponsors link and click on Venue Kings. Uh, you'll be able to go to the website and get your tickets and uh, get $5 off on your $30 or more purchase. So yeah, shout out to Venue Kings uh, for being one of the new sponsors. As as always, we definitely got to shout out Fiverr, Lulumia, uh, Rolling Paper Depot, and Seisman.com. So yeah, uh, but to start off, uh, I hate to start off on a somber note, but this is something that's near and dear to my heart because if anybody that knows me knows... I love James Bond. Especially the old ones and actually my favorite James Bond is Roger Moore. Sir Roger Moore. Uh and sadly he uh passed away, I believe, today, uh, at the age of eighty nine. Um, his family confirmed on Twitter. Uh he had a brave uh a short but brave battle with cancer. Fuck cancer. Um, so R. I. P. most definitely to Sir Roger Moore. He is definitely one of like my favorite James Bond, he's a lot of people's favorite Bond because he wasn't so serious. All of the ones that he was in, it was kind of humorous and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: so definitely uh, R.I.P. to Sir Roger Moore. I'm going to go down this hill, uh, but I'm going to bring you back up. You know how I like to do it. But I just, I definitely got to, you know, bring up the the fuck shit that, you know, white people be doing. Uh, And this is not really a shock, uh, but it's coming out of Jackson, Mississippi the bottom of the motherfucking barrel. Not talking about the state like that, but you know, when it comes to a lot of things national nationwide, Alabama and Mississippi fall at the bottom. Especially when it comes to being like progressive education, anything like that. Um but I'm getting this news from the AP News. The black caucus of of the Mississippi says that a white rep should resign over his Lynch comments. Our black lawmakers in Mississippi are demanding the resignation of a white colleague who said Louisiana leaders should be lynched for removing Confederate monuments. Republican Representative Carl Oliver of Winona apologized on Monday for referring to lynching in a Facebook post Saturday. Oliver also removed the post from Facebook about the time he apologized. Uh, On Tuesday, the Mississippi Legislative Black Caucus issued a statement saying Oliver's continued presence in the legislature would impede efforts for lawmakers to work across lines of race and party. Uh, Representative Oliver's apology for using the word lynching does not mitigate the sentiment behind the statement and its presence will continue to be a sore spot on the work of the Mississippi legislature said Democratic Representative Sonia Williams Barnes chairwoman of the Black Caucus 51 of Mississippi's 174 state lawmakers are black and 50 of them are in the caucus the state's population is 38% black uh, you can get the whole article if you want to at the, from the apnews.com but I definitely had to bring that up because I want to ask both of y'all a question. Um, what in the fuck? What do fuck? What the fuck do white people think? Do they think that only only they? Oh, okay. All right. Let me figure out how I'm gonna ask y'all this. Okay, Black Butterfly, a Millie, Both of y'all know pretty much who's on your friends list, right? On Facebook, right? Mhm, mhm, right, mhm. Right. and man, like you. <sighs> So I'm trying to figure out, like, where the fuck do these white people think that they can just get away with saying dumb, stupid shit like ain't nobody going to see it? Or do they think that all of their friends are racist like them or something like that? Like, I'm just really trying to understand. Like, how the fuck you going to say in 2017 that somebody needs to be lynched, and you a white motherfucking political person in fucking Mississippi? Like, how removed from... Pr- I don't know. Can anybody help me, Black Butterfly? I, I, Emily, somebody I just I don't
1: get it. I I don't get it because my thing is, if you put in you're putting that on social media, nine times out of ten you are friends with different races. You don't know they finna tear your ass up for that comment. Like how dumb can you get? You put your foot in your mouth yet again. I don't think there is a. You can't explain the dumb shit that people do. I, I'm just, I, when I read the article and, and when I heard it on the news and, and just different stuff, I just couldn't believe it. Like, you are saying that if, if people keep uh, tearing down the Confederate flags and everything, they should be lynched. Okay, are you saying that um, white lawmakers should be lynched? Are you saying black people should be lynched? What are you saying? Like,. I mean, this is 2017. This is not 1935 or whatever. I mean, I, I just don't understand. And you are a public figure. <laughs> Where they do that at? What made
0: what made it so wild? What made it so wild? And I'm just now catching this piece. Is this motherfucker is a representative in Mississippi, and he said the leaders in Louisiana should be lynched for removing it. And you know, everybody. I mean, we went over it. Uh, we went over it last week. Mitch Landrew. Right. Uh, is the one who I guess you know kind of called for it and was behind it along with a couple of other leaders, but they were mostly black. So, but I'm tr- like, my wigger, you are a representative of a whole entire state. Like, do you not think that people follow you on Facebook because you're their fucking representative, and you think that everybody right. just gonna be cool with you saying, oh yeah, these people need to be lynched? what nigga who uses the word lyn- like the word lynching isn't even in like vocabulary anymore like you don't even use that word that terminology anymore like you don't even like you say choke people you can say hang people but the word lynching itself is just like it doesn't like it's meaning is changed just because of what, what what it entails like nigga you oh my god right it's, it's triggering it's degrading it's it's just it's one of the words you just don't say like lynching is right there with nigger with the hard er as a white person you exactly. don't say the words nigger lynching nigger i mean you can go down the list but my nigger but <laughs> lynching is right there at the top that's like top top three in my book shit fucking white people okay i'm off of that let me bring you out some black joy because i want to i want yeah. to finish i want to finish on a high note um, and shout out to Black Butterfly for uh, putting me onto this. Um, but I'm getting this information from Blavity. Uh, but a black-owned construction firm uh, has received the contract to replace 18,000-plus contaminated water pipes in Flint. And like I said, I'm getting this from Blavity. But W.T. Stevens Construction was awarded a contract to help replace the corroded water lines. They're a black-owned construction firm, and they've been awarded a multi-million dollar service contract to replace more than 18,000 lead-corroded pipes across the city of Flint per blackbusiness.org. The construction firm is made up of 25 employees. It's one of just four companies recently contracted under a court order to complete the project. See, W.T. Stevens was founded by the late black entrepreneur W.T. Stevens back in the 90s, His daughter, Rhonda Grayer, now serves as vice president of the company and works along with her husband, Jeff Grayer, who serves as a project manager, both of whom are natives of Flint, Michigan. Uh, And Jeff is also a former NBA player who played for the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks for more than 10 years. So their history with Michigan is richly cemented. Uh, They're both uh, natives of Flint. They're both black, and their construction company is about to be part of the team that is going to help make things in Flint a little bit better. So on a positive note, you know, affirmative action, minority contracts, diversity and all that things is, is you know, it's, it's working, as we can see. Shout out to W.T. Stevens uh, Construction Company and Rhonda Grayer and Jeff Grayer, who uh, who are the proprietors of that business, who are about to make some of this government money and replacing them pipes and flint. Now we just gotta get the plates replaced hey, everywhere yeah. else with their lead poisoning. And if you don't know, that shit is rampant. They just highlighted Flint because it was horrible, but that shit is going on all across Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, New Jersey. Uh, every state got some kind of lead fucking problem, so, you know, but mm-hmm. shout out to the court for making some kind of change, I guess. Shout out to them being black.
1: That that's, how, that's how we're gonna end that. yeah. Shout out to them being
0: black. Getting the millions, millions with. M's and, and, and S's. because um how long has been fuck shit two three years and motherfuckers yeah oh it's, it's been no, a listen.
1: while and I think and I think the media tries to you know sweep it under the rug like they don't mm-hmm. talk about it anymore but now it, I mean they still it's, it's still bad up there the water is still messed up so you know shout out right. to the black on construction that's that's trying to re- revive it and and letting people know hey we're doing we're doing some good. You know, we're trying to turn it around because the media doesn't show you everything. And, you know, low-key, I'm going to be honest, I forgot about it. If it hasn't been talked in the media lately, like, I, I, you forget about it. and I know I did. But, you know, shout-out to them, you know, for trying to come back and, you know, make people woke again, I guess.
0: I really forget about it. It's just, you know, we in this news cycle era where, you know, it's every morning all of these so-called journalists and news stations are trying to find the story to catch your attention. So Clint lasts for, you know, a week. The next week mm-hmm. is gonna be whatever a war show. The next week is whatever you know a Kardashian does. Mm-hmm. The next week is gonna be whoever mm-hmm. you know got shot up. The next week is gonna be some kind of craziness. The next week is gonna be somebody getting they ass whooped on an airplane. Like, you know, it's you know it's sensational. You know, just everything going on. And going, it's it's whatever the next story is. Like we off that. Like, uh come on, whatever you can fit into a little 15-second clip, let's move on. Like, we ain't got time to be worried about all of these people that's underprivileged, underrepresented, you know, dying from lead. We got to worry about, you know, who dating who, who fighting who, and 73 more people just got shot somewhere, so you know, we can't really be, you know, we can't we can't worry about shit. We got to keep moving, because every day there's some old bullshit going on. Alright, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted from just that little bit. I'm done. <laughs> I quit. So, in order to free my mind and make sure that my ass will follow, I am heading on over to the urban landscape where the grass most certainly is greener. Um, This week's Strain of the Week is one that a lot of people may be familiar with. It is good old sour diesel, sometimes called sour D. Sour diesel is an invigorating sativa-dominant strain named after its pungent diesel-like aroma. The fast-acting strain delivers energizing, dreamy depression fade away and long-lasting relief that makes sour diesel a top choice among medical patients. The strain took root in the early 90s and is believed to have descended from Kim Dog 91 and Super Skunk. Uh, and as always, I'm getting my information from Leafly.com. Um, but in my personal review, I haven't had sour diesel in a minute. I just picked this because it popped in my head. Uh, But effects is good, bring you happy, uplifted, euphoric, energetic, relaxed, and medical benefits. Uh, It is very good for stress, depression, uh, and pain. Uh, But like I said, it is a sativa dominant. So you already know what that is. It's good for that. Shout out to Sour Dealer for being a strain of the week. Like we always say, go ahead to your local dispensary or distributor and ask if they got that Sour Deal on deck. Uh, but shout out to everybody in Washington State, uh, and I'm specifically talking to everyone in Washington State for this particular reason, because uh, part of today's news, which I'm getting from uh the article is titled, Sign Us Up, WSU Needs Volunteers to Consume Cannabis, and this came out on the 22nd, so yesterday. Pullman, Washington is not a town known for its cannabis consumption, but that could soon change. Researchers at Washington State University are in need of volunteers for a study to develop a breathalyzer that detects cannabis consumption. Uh, Basically, what they're trying to do is we're trying to create a roadside tool for law enforcement and businesses to detect if someone is inebriated or under the influence of marijuana, said uh, WSU researcher Nathan Weller. Uh, The university's research team felt there was a tremendous need for a quick response detection technology like you find with alcohol field tests. The researcher, Nathan Weller, is also a member of the Pullman City Council. Uh, So to qualify for the research study, pay attention because I know y'all listening now. To qualify for the research study, volunteers must be at least 21 years old. Participants will begin with preliminary testing, which includes a blood test and a mouth swab, According to Weller, participants will then purchase marijuana of their choice from a licensed dispensary and smoke it privately in their own homes. Taxi cabs will then pick up the volunteers from their homes and then bring them to the hospital for secondary testing. Participants will also be encouraged to partake in a standard sobriety test conducted by local law enforcement. Uh, The study will take place during the last two weeks of May and continue through the first two weeks of June. To join the study, contact Nathan Weller at area code 509-432-1943, or by email at Nathan underscore Weller at Hotmail.com. That's N-A-T-H-A-N underscore W-E-L-L-E-R at Hotmail.com. So, shout out to Washington State University. Um, Even though they're doing it for like legal purposes, trying to create a tool that'll, you know, basically catch people driving while they're high which, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're gonna have it and we're gonna be legal, we gotta follow certain rules so I'm for it, and they finna let people smoke, they're gonna pick you up in a cab and shit, and they're probably gonna pay you, Ooh, shit, of course, they're gonna give you snacks or something, I mean, when you donate blood, they give you cookies and cookies and punch, so I'm pretty sure if these niggas is gonna let you smoke weed, they either gonna pay for it or they gonna, you know, give you some snacks or some shit when they come test you like, so, shout out to Washington State Uh, And lastly, big, big news, very big news, bigly, as your boy Cheeto say, um, Nevada medical marijuana dispensaries to begin selling to all adults this summer. And this is coming from the Marijuana Times. This article actually came out last week, so I'm a little behind. Uh, But under new temporary regulations approved by the Nevada Tax Commission, many medical marijuana dispensaries in the state will be able to get a license to sell marijuana to those 21 years of age and older for any reason by July 1st. last fall Nevada voters approved question two, which allows for the creation of a recreational marijuana retail industry, possession of up to one ounce of cannabis in public and home growing for adults that live more than 25 miles from a retail shop. So while other states that legalized marijuana last fall delayed their programs, officials in Nevada have moved quickly to undercut the black market and began generating tax revenue from recreational sales. Dispensaries in Clark County, Nevada, are set to get recreational sales licenses before July 1st, and officials in places like Las Vegas plan on using the same timetable. The period for established medical marijuana dispensaries that are in good standing with the state to submit applications to sell retail marijuana is now officially open and is scheduled to end on May 31st, Um, and, you know, the article goes on basically to explain, you know, Nevada's trying to get the jump because California's approved uh, recreational, they already had medical, but a couple of states in close proximity have, they voted for recreational, but as you know, in most cases, they delayed it until 2018. So Nevada, you know, already having Vegas, Reno, Lake Tahoe, um, places like that, they already have medical set up in, uh, in Nevada. So basically what they're saying is, look, we're going to go ahead and get this cannabis tour that's going uh, in, in Nevada. So, shout out to them. So, July 1st, you know, let's hit up Vegas. They're going to have a recreational weed on deck. And plus, they're trying to be able to get people that's from California and neighboring states to be able to come over because apparently they're going to allow that shit. I guess they're going to allow it. So, shout out to Nevada for that shit. And um, that's going to do it for the urban landscape today. And, um... In typical fashion, no pun intended, we're gonna either head down uh down the street to fashion entertainment and tonight, uh I'm dressed really nice and uh my co hosts are dressed good too, but some of y'all still out here wearing motherfucking Timberland high heels, uh, and motherfucking cut up t shirts that you let your little cousin do because you're trying to support her. Keep supporting her dreams, but don't wear that shit out to the club thinking it's fresh. Take them Timberland boots off. But uh Black Butterfly, why don't you go ahead and uh hip these people to some real actual style, some real fashion. Uh, fly Girl Fashions fly with two wires because it's twice as nice. Let us know something.
2: Alright, that's my cue guys and again, it's your girl Black Butterfly of Fly Girl Fashions and you know I have a passion for fashion so I'm coming at you with what's in the street. So, um, the first thing I'm going to uh, discuss is four chic outfits that will take you from beach to street and this article is courtesy of instyle.com Packing for the beach efficiently can be a chore, and overstuffed bazillion-pound beach bags are not what we're going for. Save a step and skip the post-beach wardrobe by choosing smart, chic outfits that will do double duty on and off the sand. This modern approach to summer shopping will make your bank account sing, buy less, wear more, and leave plenty of room in your bag for the necessities, such as an oversized towel snacks, and, of course, rosé. So, I'm going to list four outfits that you can actually wear from beach to street, and uh, that way save you some time and some money and space on overpacking when you're going uh, on a vacation to the beach. Um, the first look is called the Playful Eclectic. Look for a bikini top that doubles as a crop top off the sand. This ruffle set pairs perfectly with a high-waisted skirt with plenty of volume, mixed-textured accessories like a straw toe, clean white sandal, and cat-eye sunglasses for a refined look. The second look is the modern mem- minimalist. Uh, pair a one-piece swimsuit with a high-cut neckline and make it double as a bodysuit when paired with a beautiful breezy wide-leg pant. Look for woven accessories to boost the chic factor. The third look is dispassionably feminine. A romantic off the dress in a blush color looks equally fetching after a day of sunbathing for cocktail hour. Tie a printed silk scarf through your hair and add a walkable espadrille wedge for a Mediterranean twist. And lastly, the bohemian twist. Try a two-piece set with fun embroidery to throw over the perfect bandeau bikini. Complete the look with a bohemian lace-up sandal and modern eyewear. So there you have it, ladies. Four looks that, again, can take you from the beach to street. And I will upload the pictures of each of these outfits so that you can have some fashion inspiration to style your own outfit for the beach to our Area 21 platform, such as Instagram, Facebook, and our new Area21podcast.com. This second story I want to get into for the 5 fashion segment um, is courtesy of the theshaderoom.com, and it states, New lawsuit claims luxury, excuse me, new lawsuit claims luxury store called Serena Williams disgusting when she asked for a discount on her extensive purchase. Luxury shoe company Gianvito Rossi is the latest retailer accused of racism towards its employees and customers, which unfortunately includes alleged racial remarks made towards Serena Williams. According to a racial discrimination suit filed by former manager Whitney Wilburn, claims that her boss, Grace Mazzilli, was immediately hostile to the former employee based upon her race and age age after she was hired to run the Madison Avenue store back in 2015. The 46-year-old claims she was fired without warning or final evaluation back in January and it blames it on Mazzilli's racial animosity toward African Americans. She uses an incident where tennis champion Serena Williams tried to receive a discount per purchase but was called disgusting instead. For instance, when the world-famous athlete Serena Williams via her staff asked for a discount on her expensive purchases, Gianvito managers responded with racially disparaging comments about Ms. Williams, which made it clear that the company did not want African American women to wear its shoes, the suit said. The managers referred to Ms. Williams as disgusting and refused to offer any discount, according to court papers. When later pressured to do so by a contact at Vogue magazine, they offer only a fraction of the discount that white celebrities typically receive, the suit says. The suit also claims that Mazzilli would only throw events that included elaborate dinner parties and social events for boutiques only ran but white employees and says she never threw an event at Wilborn's location. There has been no word back from Mazzilli for the suit, but apparently she's off vacationing somewhere in Italy. So again this article is from the Shade room and shame on them if this is true i've heard of several instances where um, black celebrities have been discriminated in high-end luxury stores including but not limited to oprah winfrey of all people who is a billionaire and this happened a while back and i can't remember this particular retailer but i remember that she was um racially um discriminate against as well i believe she was actually in another country and they didn't really know who she was but i was like wow if you only knew this woman could buy your store three times over you wouldn't you would probably not treat her the way you do but that just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what our money or our status is we're still viewed as black people I wanted to say another word but I'm not going to say it so that's kind of sad to hear we still, guys, we still seen as niggas
0: we still seen as niggas Oprah should have bought their ass and then <laughs> fired everybody <laughs> fired all the white people and let all the black people work y'all, Ooh. alright I'm sorry go ahead
2: no that's fine I was just about to ask if y'all had any input on that before I moved on <laughs> to the next article that's disheartening that we experienced that in 2017 and I don't understand why and I never will um The next article is going to be on the Up and Up, and it's courtesy of Huffington Post's Black Voices section, and it's titled, These Nigerian Sisters Developed the Perfect Sunscreen for Black People. Two sisters are changing the game when it comes to sunscreen for black skin, and I might slaughter these names. It's slow, ladies. I apologize, but uh, Chinelo Chidozi and Nadidi Obidoa. Founders of the Black Skincare line Bolden are gearing up to launch sunblocks designed specifically for darker skin tones. Contrary to popular belief, Black people do need sunscreen. Melanin may help fight the sun's rays, but added protection is a must. Unfortunately, most sunscreens leave a white residue on dark skin, which detracts many Black people from wearing sunblocks. Although black people have a lower risk of getting skin cancer than white people, they have significantly higher death rates from skin cancer. A 2016 study found that black people were more more likely to be diagnosed with melanoma in its later stages with the worst prognosis and the lowest overall survival rate. A lot of people don't wear sunblock because they don't see the damage immediately, Chidozi told OK Africa in an interview published on April 29th. There's an issue with education around sunscreen in the black community. Even though skin cancer doesn't affect people of color as much as it affects people with white skin, that makes it more dangerous because it's often not caught until it's an advanced day, in an advanced stage, The formula for their brightening moisturizer sunscreen has vitamin C, and SPF 30, and dries clear on the skin. The product is said to be rolled out in the summer. So, shout out to these two uh, Nigerian sisters, these young ladies who have created sunscreen for black skin. Um, And I definitely think that a lot of more beauty products and lines uh, need to be made specifically for black skin. A lot of the things that we use are based off of only one demographic of people. And, of course, what works for them usually doesn't work for us. So, I'm very excited about this and I'm actually um, going to try to purchase it if I can find it. I plan to have a little fun in the sun. And I want something that you know is going to protect me um, and also uh, mix in well with my skin because, as the article stated, you know a lot of the sunscreens out there show up pinkish or whitish on us. So I'm excited to see how it does work for. Um, those of us with melanin in our skin so definitely shout out to them and i'll upload pictures of the black huh?
0: oh real quick i didn't mean to cut you off but um whenever if you i don't know if you have it now but whenever you you know come up on it and let me know let me know the ingredients in it because i'm i gotta i want to put my money on it that is it's got coconut oil in it because coconut oil is like you know heaven for black people it does everything. <laughs> it does every like That That or either shea butter. Or the combination of two? Oh my God, it saves lives. I just want to know what, what, what the ingredients are.
2: I got you, King Friday. I got you. Um, so far, they only min- uh, mentioned it's a uh, brightening moisturizer, and it has vitamin C and SPF 30 and drops clear on the skin. Um, but if I roll up on it this summer, when it's supposed to roll out, I will most definitely um, give you the tea on what the... Uh, what the ingredients are and I would not be shocked if it has Shea or uh, cocoa uh, butter or or, uh, anything like that in it either because like you said that's basically like our magic for everything (laughs) dealing with our skin Um, so again I'll upload some pictures of the sisters to our um, area cinema podcast so you can see what these um, young moguls look like and as well as a preview of what the product is supposed to look like as well. And uh, let's see. Lastly, I'm going to discuss Tiana uh, Taylor, Ashley Graham, and Nikki Taylor uh, front Suit for all day watch theme campaign. And this is courtesy of people.com. And it states, we spotted pictures of Ashley Graham modeling in a skimpy high rise one piece on a jet ski a few months back and wondered what she could be for. Fast forward to today, and we finally know the answer. The Sports Illustrated swimsuit model stars alongside fellow former Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, Nikki Taylor, and singer and dancer Tiana Taylor for Swimsuit for All's latest summer campaign. Getting some Deja Vu checking out their photos? That's because the size-inclusive swimwear brand, where Graham is also a designer, pulled inspiration from the iconic red one-piece Pamela Anderson wore in Baywatch, just in time for the reboot film this summer. While modeling this suit might have been old hat for Graham, who made history as the first size 16 models to ever be on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, this suit was particularly cool. Having Tiana and Nikki there shooting together was so fun, plus the jet seeds were a blast, Graham told People Sound. I haven't been in a swimsuit since the, since the 90s, so I was a bit nervous, but my life was always being outside and I lived for the beach, she told us. I've had four children take a time off and had some pretty major surgery, so it was never something I was thinking about but then I thought why not and I have to tell you it was great. Tiana put on her game face for the shoot uh, saying that posing alongside two former uh, sports illustrated swimsuit issue models felt surreal. She added especially when you remember being a little girl seeing sports illustrated magazines and saying wow these places are beautiful being as though I'm posing alongside two previous sports illustrated issue models my next stop just might be sports illustrated. And don't worry, the Red Baywatch Lifeguard one-piece the ladies wore for the shoot isn't just for show. You can buy one for yourself, it comes in sizes 4-22, to to rock at the beach this summer. And Graham confirms that, true to the brand's mission to feature inclusive swimwear that's incredibly stylish, the suit feels just as good as it looks. I can't believe I can wear this one-piece without an underwire. My girls are up and lifted, cue the slow-motion job. Uh, So shout out to these ladies, Um, again, diversity, 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 and inclusivity. I can't say it enough. I'm so glad to see, at least in some sector of this life, that everybody is being included. So shout out to Fashion for being, you know, one of those positive beacons of life, uh, of light, and actually being progressive, you know, because they're looking around us. A lot of things seem to be regressing and going back to old times and old ways. So I'm happy that something such as Fashion... Um, you know is is definitely taking a turn for the better as far as in, uh, being inclusive and including all people no matter your shape, size or color and I've already previously uploaded a picture of these ladies wearing these Baywatch inspired uh, swimsuits to our Area 21 podcast so check it out and let us know what you think and that will end the Flag or Fashion segment of the Area 21 podcast if there's anything uh, that you yeah. want me to post about or any of us to post about definitely hit us up Um, On our um, website, our pages, or simply send us an email. And again, you can find me at Fly Girl Fashion on Facebook and Instagram. And that'll do it. That's what's up. That's what's
1: up. I just gotta say. Um, um, I just gotta say with the. with the uh, campaign, with the swimsuit from, like, Baywatch look, uh-huh. I've been following Ashley Graham for a long time. And I can say, she's a She kills every she photo, every, like, anything I've seen her in, even when she was um, one of the, um, the judges for America's Next Top Model. And one thing I like about her is her confidence. She doesn't care what size she is. She's gonna play it regardless. And I follow her like on Snapchat and, and me being how I used to how I used to look, like more heavier and I didn't have that confidence. But Ashley Graham, I just wanna shout you out because you give all women, every shape and size, confidence to go out there and be the best at what they, you know, whatever they want to do. If they want to model, if they want to look good in a photo shoot, and I just have to give her her props for that because she is really, she has really changed the face of of fashion, as well as you know being on the cover of um uh SI magazine, you know, being the first plus size model to be featured. So you know, big ups to her. I just have to say that she she gives me like. <laughs>
2: I agree with Emily 100%. Shout out to Ashley. I'm so glad, you know, that she's willing to be bold and beautiful for women of all sizes. Um, I feel like, as everyone else probably feels, you know, women have a lot of pressure in this society to look a certain way, to be a certain size, and for her to say, "If it mask off, and just be who she is, and be bold and, and beautiful <laughs> and voluptuous," you know, I that definitely commend oh. her for that. Yeah, you know, she don't care. So, you know, it is what it is. And she's beautiful, by the way. I was not even knowing that she was a size 16. So that just goes to show you as well that sizes ain't nothing but a number. Like, seriously, you know, uh, we find ourselves getting so caught up on, oh, man, it, it ain't a size 4 I'm getting in or a size 8 or you know, what have you, but everybody's body shape is different. What's well, a size 10 on one person, looks completely different as a size 10 on somebody else. So don't get so caught up on sizes. Just get caught up on how you feel and how confident you feel and be an inspiration to, to others. So thanks for that's your nice. input on that. I agree.
0: Ashley Graham, first time I saw her, I was like, that's a thick-ass white girl. Did everybody <laughs> know?
2: Well, yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> I like my
0: yeah. peanut butter chunky or creamy But long as it's thick She's a thick ass white girl And I can appreciate that And I know hers is real So she ain't, you know what I'm saying We ain't got to come at her like, oh she's trying to be black No, she was just, she was born yeah. like that Thick So uh, I ain't, I definitely ain't got no problem with it I love seeing her in a bikini yeah. I see a lady work it. I see a lady back I don't want to make my wife jealous. I love seeing you in anything too, baby. Oh, that's so
1: sweet.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm trying to make sure I don't sleep on the couch. Shit, I got okay. a bad back. Uh, but uh, thank you, uh, Black Butterfly. Uh, like she said, y'all follow y'all follow. Check it out, Fly Girl Fashions on Instagram. That's Fly with Two Y's. F l y y g i r l f a s h i o n s. And while you're doing that, go ahead and head on over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and follow us as a whole at Area 21 Podcast. That's Area the Number 21 Podcast. And if you do that, go on ahead and head over to Area21Podcast.com. Uh, and as usual, we want to shout out to Lulumia, too, you know what I'm saying, for being a sponsor for the uh, fashion segment. Uh, so head on over to Area21Podcast.com. Click on the Sponsors link at the top of the page and click on uh, and Go check out what specials they got going for all of our uh, friends. Uh, but we can head on over to the curb, Copper squat, get you a glass, because uh, A. Millie got some tea shirt in the for everybody. A. Millie, what's good in entertainment? Yes, well,
1: it's a lot is really going on, but I'm going to start off with... How about DJ Khaled is allegedly interested in petitioning to fill the position left by L.A. Reed at Epic Records. Now, this comes after L.A. Reed stepped down at Epic Records amid sexual harassment claims last week. Now, sources are saying that DJ Khaled thinks that he has the potential to run the label because he, quote-unquote, as he says, he makes things happen more than anyone in the game. Now, another source says that DJ Khaled is a hype machine and not a person who is should be chosen to run a record label. And there hasn't been a comment from, from Epic yet surrounding this news, but I just want to get y'all opinions. Would you would DJ Khaled be um the right choice for this job? I know he has a lot going on, uh, with upcoming movies and his new album and endorsements and everything. Would he be a good choice to run this run that label or do you think somebody that has had more experience in music on the business level would be a perfect fit? I, I wanna get y'all opinion on that. Because, it, I mean, everybody's been talking about it and, and he's saying that you should be, you know, moved into that position. So I want to get y'all's take
0: on that. I'll go ahead and knock and mine on out the the park. Personally, in, in all truthfulness, especially coming from a business point of view, DJ Khaled, I understand the comment that he's a hype machine because, like, if you watch him, if you really pay attention to DJ Khaled, which I do, like, through all of his social media, how he how he runs himself, mm-hmm. he's a lot of talk, but he's a lot of positive talk, so he has a wonderful, he has an amazing mindset, which is, you know, which is part one. And, you know, not to take anything away from him, he does do music, he does produce, he does have hits, mm-hmm. he has won awards, he is an amazing artist entertainer. But as far as running a label and being in the position that, you know, that LA Reid was in is a no-go. Mm-hmm. Now, bring him on as an A&R, you know, bring him on as <clears throat> as you know yeah. talent management, talent development things like that, definitely. But being, you know, the the CEO, you know, pretty much running the entire label, I don't yeah. I don't really see I don't really see him as having the experience necessary because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of things that a lot of ins and outs that he doesn't know that goes on in that position that you know that he's not aware of that you know it would it would pretty much set him up for failure, you know what I'm saying? Now had he been mm-hmm. shadowing L. A. Reid or people like that for you know for the for for a while, give him a shot. But you know he's not he's not Jay Z. Jay Z ran a label. Jay Z ran Rock Nation. I mean right. ran uh you know ran ran Rockefeller with Dame Dash. So you know bringing him over to you know all of that like so but I mean they let Jeezy do it for a minute but G- Jeezy went over what you call it was he I think he was he, I think he might have been like A&R type was, deal I think that's what he was
1: like somewhere like somewhere
0: A&R I'll I, I put it like this if they do give it to like you know if they let DJ Khaled do it I you know I could understand if they kind of gave, the, gave him the title you know as you know for the pomp and circumstance of it but in actuality somebody else was handling the real business part but as far as, as far as him being the face the energy you know mm-hmm. promoting the brand i would definitely say do dj kelly because he you know we he signed the epic and you know if you follow him, me, i mean I, he has been around you know in the office a lot He's always paying attention. He's eager to learn. That's one thing I, I, I notice about Khaled. Right. He, he, he's right. eager to learn. He's been learning. He's been grinding. So it's not new. So, you know, I would say give him the position, but, you know, basically groom him to do it the right way. Because I know he, you know, he's yeah. real energetic, real enthusiastic and stuff. And I just, you know, I can see him taking a misstep. Not nothing horrible, but, you know. I don't think he. I don't think he really knows all of the ins and outs behind it. But I, you know, I appreciate his enthusiasm for wanting to do it. So I mean, I don't have no, I don't If they gave him a shot, I wouldn't be mad at it. There's a lot of worse people they could get, probably. Pretty sure they could. Some white man that don't know shit. They could give it to some white man that don't know a motherfucking thing. So at least give it to Khaled. He kind of black. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Well, there you had the folks. We'll see what was going. You know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks with this story. Moving on, Phaedra Parks may return to the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but not, as we stated a couple of weeks ago, not as a main character she will be on as a guest. Now, according to the Jasmine brand, Phaedra Parks received about $1.3 million last season. Now, if you haven't heard, she was given a pink slip this past season because producers felt that she wasn't willing to share everything about her personal life, and also, she lied, so that's why she got the boot. And the network the network has said that she is welcome to appear, but just as a guest, Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o will star in a film together, and it will be directed by um, Ava DuVernay, who... Um, directed the movie selma and this movie will be on netflix um also Easter ray will be writing the screenplay as well now with this whole movie talk this kind of came across on social media last month and um, there was a meme of a um, of a picture of Lupita and Rihanna at Fashion Week, and this sparked like the fans and stuff and wanted them to like you know make a movie. But there hasn't been any other details um, released yet. But it is a goal. So thanks to the fans of Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o, they will be starring in a movie on Netflix. Now the real tea of the night. Is about Nikki Minaj. Now today she appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show today, and she talked about the picture that was um, going around social media with Nas, and it kind of sparked rumors of a romance. I know everybody was like, "Ooh, Nicki Minaj and Nas together. Um, he's kissing her on the cheek. She looks cute, and all of that." So she talked about. Um, her her wardrobe at Fashion Week, but knowing how Ellen DeGeneres is, she kind of flipped it, and she said, well, does, you know, Nas like it boobs, She you know, how it was out at Fashion Week, and, um, Nikki kind of responded saying that Nas was dope and that she also went on to say that he was the king and king of queens. Like, she had a really, you know, nice a lot of nice things to say about him. Then, Ellen went on to ask, have they had any sleepovers yet? And Nikki responded that they haven't engaged in sex. But she also went on to say that she is celibate and she wanted to go a year without dating any man but that she might make an exception with Nas. Now, I got to say, Nas, he's fine, and he is Mm an upgrade from um, Meek Mill. So, um, if it is, if, if the rumors are true that they are, you know, hanging out and, you know, maybe developing a relationship, I'm all for that. Because Nas is a great lyricist, so he could probably help her, you know, in the studio to get these rhymes together, all of that. So, so I'm for it. I'm here for it. And um, we'll see what's going to happen next with Miss Nicki Minaj. And that concludes The Six and Six. Now, if you missed any of the stories that we have been posting and covering, make sure you check um, our Instagram at area21podcast. And if you have any tea, I mean, any tea about any celebrities, hit us up in the DM at area21podcast and email us. Please let me know whatever, what tea that you want me to sell. If you see something that I missed, make sure you hit me up in the DMs. And that is it.
0: 100. Uh, but, yeah, shout-out to A. Millie. Shout-out to uh, Nicki Minaj. Shout-out to Nas. Shout out to everybody
2: mm-hmm. um, I like them as a thing I, I don't though I,
0: don't, I do you don't? No hell no Nas had Nas had Khalees Her milkshake brought all the boys to the yard And now you want to get Nikki <laughs> And Nikki milkshake does not have real milk in it It's got soy it's milk fake. in it It's fake milk Fake news, fake milk. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing about it. Like Nikki, Nikki is a pretty girl. Like she's attractive, but I just can't get past that ass. It's like, (laughs) and like not in a good way. It's like I know that shit's fake. I don't. I don't like. Oh my! And then when with the the picture when she was shooting the video with Future, and she kind of chilled out for a bit. Yeah. When it came out and it was looking like mashed potatoes with the, with the peel still on and stuff like that. When yeah, it was like the, the, that was yeah. a bit interesting. Oh, what? Interesting, <laughs> even the word. Lumpy is the word. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, thank you for that sip and sitting that tea. Uh, I want to give a shout out yeah. to Venue Kings, our new sponsor. Right now you get $5 off Any ticket purchase of $30 or more, use code SPRING17, that's S-P-R-I-N-G, the number 17. Just head on over to area21podcast.com, click on Sponsors, and click on Venue Kings. This expires on the 20th of June, so you got plenty of time to go to Venue Kings and get all of your tickets for sporting, concerts, uh, the next Meek Mill concert, the next Nicki Minaj concert. Maybe Nas will come out since they sleeping over and shit with each other, I don't know, Uh, but shout out to that. So we didn't we didn't cop the squat we didn't get high we we didn't we got the entertainment under the belt we dressed right so let's uh let's 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 take our seat at the table shout out to Solange, uh and let's talk let's talk tonight and tonight's topic is who gonna check them and I know somebody might be right now like what you mean who gonna check them who gonna check who who is gonna check these pasty imposters these culture vultures from, from, from doing, from doing what they do. And this, this is being brought up because if you have not seen, and uh, let's make sure we post a clip of this bullshit to the area 21 podcast Instagram page, that's area number 21 podcast of Katy Perry and the Migos performing on, uh, well, it was Saturday night live, right? I
2: think that was yeah. a Yeah. boy. huh.
0: Uh-oh. It was Saturday Night Live. It was uh, yeah, oh. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I thought it was a Billboard show. It was Saturday Night Live. And if this Miley Cyrus 2.0-looking-ass bitch Katy Perry did not get out there and make a complete plum fuck fool of herself, I don't know what did, who did, or what did. So tonight's topic is who gonna check them, these culture votes. And I'm gonna go down a list of all of these motherfuckers that need to be stopped Iggy Azalea, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, all of the Kardashians, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's still messing with us though. He 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 calmed down a little bit, but he's still messing with us. And the only reason why I give Justin Bieber a small pass is because he was raised by black people. Like if you if you know Justin Bieber, he like Usher pretty much took him in when he was like once they found him on YouTube, and kind of raised him. So. He he don't get like a pass, but he wilded it out and now he calmed down. But he still fucking with black folks because he still he got the song with uh, yeah, Migos, Khaled, Wayne, all yeah. Of them. Yeah, yeah. He got you know what I'm saying. So he still he still fuck with the hip hop. He know where it's bread butter. But um, yeah. Iggy Azalea, uh, all the Kardashians, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry. Hell, we can go back to Madonna, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> you know, just you know these people, uh, uh Macklemore. Machine Gun Those, Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly, like. When we Should who gonna check Adele. these people? Mm-hmm. Huh? It, I I'm gonna like say Adele. Adele. Yeah,
1: he said
0: Iggy. <laughs> yeah, Adele. But you know what? Adele just singing soulful. I'm I'm gonna I'm give Adele a pass because she ain't out here. She ain't out here really appropriating well, the culture per se. So yeah, you know everybody always calls a deal like a flat-footed singer. So you know she's not out there twerking, uh, <laughs> dabbing, looking a fucking fool. She ain't out here, you know, with ass shots, and you know, she 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 ain't doing what Iggy, Katie, Molly, and anybody else does. Really, she ain't out here appropriating the culture. She just happens to be a white girl that can sing. So, and then the, what? What furthermore will give? Will will, will let me give her passes when she took her time on more than one occasion to stand up for Beyonce. She pulled a Kanye and she was able to get away with it because of her white privilege and she knew it. So I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to give her a prop on that. She was like, y'all, y'all lost y'all fucking mind. You know, y'all out here ain't going to give Beyonce her shit. And y'all want to give it to me? Fuck it. I'm giving it to Beyonce. So, yeah. But who going to check them? Um, so we, you know, we as a black culture, black people, um, uh, somebody need to be at the door, cause we let we letting people in and they acting a fucking fool. And Miley just <laughs> Miley Miley then came into the club, twerked her little ass off for about five years then got popular as shit. You Mike know? will Mike will made plenty of it, and now she then took her ass back to my. Oh no, you know I I you know I can't do that. Meanwhile, this tri- this trick was you know throwing dicks at her show. Dressed like a unicorn, being a fucking fool, like she was on acid, and she want to blame it on black folk now. Kiss my entire black ass, Miley Cyrus. So, (laughs) Black Butterfly, I want to start with you. Who is going to check them at this door, these culture vultures, these folks that's, you know, profiting? And then, in Miley's case, because I see Katy Perry doing it, and, you know, this is what I want to ask you, because I, I I know I'm not the only person that saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I saw a meme of it was Miley Cyrus and Katy Perry, like a cartoon version of them as if they were in like a relay race. And Miley Cyrus was handing off the baton to Katy Perry. And I know you I know you seen, I don't know if you watched the performance, but I know you've seen the pictures because it's everywhere. But did she or did she not look exactly like Miley Cyrus?
2: she looked exactly like Miley Cyrus and I actually saw another meme which was even funnier which had Miley um Katie some other girl I don't know and Justin Bieber's all with the momager like blonde crop cl- uh, Bob, or whatever that is you want to call it, and it said this is the style when you about to use black culture for the come-up or something like that. So that's been floating around on Twitter and uh, other popular social media as well. And I agree 100%. Now, I do get beef the pass kind of like what you said, you know, because his mentor was Usher from a young child, and he don't really do menstrual shows either. I mean, he does dress a little bit urban, and sometimes he do try to act a little gangster or whatever, but for the most part, he don't really uh, – you know, just straight up act a fool, um, and he has, he he he's able to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He can transition well. You know, like if you listen to his albums, like it's not like all like straight up, just wild and crazy and foolish. Like you know, Miley's previous album was when she you know called herself being a uh, white chocolate or whatever. Um, you know, he has like a, a, a smooth transition. You know, he does. Soft R and B, and then he kind of get it a little crunk and have you know uh, be with Trey Songs or what have you. But I feel like he is authentically himself for the most part. I don't really feel like he's used black culture um, for the come up. I just feel like he's just a multifaceted in his personality. And like you said, he you know he's been around black people since a very young age, and I feel like he actually knows the culture, um, you know, at least somewhat. Um, but it's just a, it's just really a mess as far as who's gonna check them. It would have to be us. I mean, that's one thing I do like about social media. It does have its negatives, but one of the positive things about social media is that it gives us a voice when we otherwise wouldn't have one. You know, it gives the average Joe and not, and not to say we aren't you know exemplary people. We're all awesome. We're all mag- magic. But I'm just saying on a grander scale that gives us average people, um, you know, it gives us a, a voice, you know, to speak our opinion and speak our mind. And when we band together, we can't actually change things. Just like with that Pepsi ad, Pepsi Gate, that Kenna, uh, Kendall Jenner did, where she thought it was cool to snatch her blonde wig off and give it to the black, fat black girl standing next to her and then walk outside and save the day from police brutality at a protest. So, you know, <laughs> we pushed back. We pushed back, and they pulled it. And we've done several other things where we pushed back and said hell to the no no no, and it it got pulled. You know where there was advertising, uh, advertisement, a picture, a commercial, what have you. We pushed back. So I think as far as who's gonna check them, it's gonna have to be us. We have to continue to be united. United. And band together not just as blacks but other people too our white allies our Asian allies Hispanic allies or whoever who recognize appropriation and who recognize things that are wrong and say no this is not right this is not going down and this is not how it's gonna happen and you know Jason Williams said it best we are not a freaking costume and that's exactly what Miley Cyrus did and yeah I'm sounding a little compassionate because this is very this is just something that I'm passionate about and this is something that upsets me because we don't get the costume pass. I can't dress up like a white girl tomorrow and be able to land a $60,000 job, you know, with basically no experience. Or I can't dress up, you know, like a white girl and, you know, just get some of the other privileges and perks that come along with it. Like I'm gonna be black all day long, no matter if I put a blonde wig on and blue contacts, I'm gonna be black all day long, you know, because God blessed me with melanin in my skin and I can't change that. I, I don't have the ability to switch and put on a costume so they but they they get to do that and it's not fair that is exactly what Miley Cyrus did and exactly what Katy Perry is starting to do and exactly what a lot of white artists have done but Miley really really pissed me off I have lost every ounce of respect for her I mean, I kind of grew up with her. I think she's around our same age, and I grew up watching Hand in My Pan. love that show. But all the good memories I had of her are tarnished forever. I no longer have respect for her because she literally used the black uh, uh, community and culture, rap culture, or hip-hop culture, um, for the come You know, like how dare you, like AJ said, be out here in a unicorn outfit, uh, handing out penises at your concert, twerking having your tongue out, having black girls as your backup dancer in Juicy J video with a, a Jordan uh, skirt set on, you know, wearing multiple gold earrings and, and chains and carrying on. How dare you do that and then turn around and say, oh, no, no, I can't listen to that anymore. It's toxic. It's to- I've changed, blah, 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 blah. Bitch, please, like, just just stop it or whatever. And plus, that 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 right there doesn't um, it's not the epitome of what black culture is. It's not the epitome of what wrap it is it's not the epitome of R&B You know you give this visual to the world you know of what black people are and it's gold chains and sexy outfit and uh, Short cropped hair that is not who we are so but that's the costume that they always choose to wear the one that Black girls wear every day and we get demeaned we get called bitches hoes, uh, bitches holes, And everything else, you know, for just being authentically ourselves and being, you know, grimy and gritty and street. But she gets to do it, and it's cute. I remember at one point they even gave her credit for uh, starting twerking. You got to be freaking kid to me twerking is not even nothing new twerking goes back to the motherland it's just called a different thing or it may not have it may not be as provocative or maybe it is but that these hip rolling in movement ain't nothing new and it definitely wasn't created by Miley freaking Cyrus. so good riddance to her don't ever dip your fingers in a black pot again don't want to see you here katie baby girl please don't get started That's my message to her. Just just don't get started. She had a song with Juicy J, too, that I kind of liked, that Dark Horse or whatever she did a couple years ago. And it was kind of cool, you know what I mean? Kind of different, kind of true to, you know, her little style of, you know, being really artistic and theatrical, you know, with her um, songs and her visuals. But she didn't, you know, go all the way out there. But I feel like she's trying to get all the way out there now. And I I really need for you to pull it back. It's really not a good look, and it's really not who you are. Matter of fact, you said you're – parents voted for trump so just stop it (laughs) so i don't want to talk too much guys i'm gonna give y'all you know a chance to go ahead and and chime in but as far as who's gonna check them it's gonna have to be us we cannot stand for this it's unacceptable you don't get to put us on as a costume and then profit off of it capitalize off of it and then take it off you know meanwhile we still stuck out here black and po from the stuff that we do every day so that's my opinion
0: Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. Destiny Hope Cyrus was born November 23rd, 1992, and uh, she is now 24 <laughs> years old. That is my I wonder what, who, where in the fuck did she get Miley from? Her name ain't even Miley. Her name is Destiny Hope. What in the fuck? Listen, <laughs> the fuck? hold on. Give me a second because I got to find out where she got this damn name from.
1: This it from. I just
0: know she did legally change her name to Miley a couple of years ago. <laughs> this bitch
1: is a complete fraud. <laughs> oh, I think I want to say she got that name because she used to smile a lot, like Smiley, Miley. I think I think. Sound I I like some dumb that shit
0: is. that white people would do. <laughs> that's how you name a. That's how you name a motherfucking dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. Boy, oh, oh, Miley, Miley, no, Miley was the name of the character on Hannah Montana because Hannah Montana was a superstar, and Miley Stewart was the, you know, was the the, the other the other really girl. Yeah. That's right. right. So she took this. She took the shit from the damn TV show. Ain't this a bitch? This unoriginal ass hole. I'm so
1: <laughs> well, she, but Well, I will say this Miley, since she has, I guess, toned it down now. Ashley,
0: Ashley, oh, Ashley. People? No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm not agreeing with her. I'm just saying she I was about to say, don't you be caping for that bitch. <laughs> At the BBMA, she was fully clothed. I mean, she's trying to. But listen, to me like she's but to but home.
0: no. But listen, here's the problem with that. And I don't have a problem with Miley wanting to calm down because we've seen, especially these child stars, where they have a, they have a, they, you know, it's they actually they have, have a, a problem. Yeah, they have a moment because. Their child stars you know look at look at Orlando Brown uh shit Man. we go back to uh Gary Coleman Emmanuel Lewis yeah. all of these you know child stars Ty often Bay. in Ty bridges. It, yeah yeah Ty bridges they have they have issues with you know either coming out of their stardom as a child or continuing their stardom i don't have a problem with Miley Cyrus being Miley Cyrus but my problem is she appropriated black culture willfully and proudly it was out here with this bitch tried to bring back the jersey dress like like black what if i said she had a video with mike will made it with a jordan jersey dress on we ain't saved them shit since the 90s the early 2000s she brought it she tried to bring it back and then she had mike will made it juicy j she had all of these black people she was making all she had, her whole album was called bangers well, she had nothing but hip-hop producers on pretty much. And then the next album after that, she had Mike Will made it on it again. My problem is this little pasty bitch with not now piece of ass, because everybody seen the picture of her with that one piece on looking like a piece of uncooked Ooh, chicken, chicken about the butt. <laughs> this whole, just, she just did the interview a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, she basically said she blamed, like she pretty much blamed hip-hop and rap music. For her behavior, and she said she had to leave it alone. Give me one second. Let me let me consult with some people, because I'm gonna give you the exact quote what this little what this little pasty booty bitch said. Quote. Let me see. Let me see. Google be know what, Let me tell you something. Shout out to Google for knowing what the fuck we be talking about. Google be like, oh, I already know what you looking for, player. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fill in all of these blanks. Here's what she said. She did. She did an interview with Billboard because she about to uh, uh, release some bullshit. Uh, she discussed her roots, new music, getting back to her roots of being a little country, little wholesome white girl that she started out as, and claimed that she's backed away a little from listening to hip-hop due to some of its lyrical subject matter. But then she says she loves Kendrick Lamar's new song. Uh, she says she loves it because it's not, come sit on my dick, suck on my cock. I can't listen to that anymore. So this bitch basically tried to put all of rap music into one one thing of saying mm-hmm. all rap music is about come sit on my dick and suck on my cock. When this pasty bitch literally did an entire Bangers, Bangers World Tour where every night that they had a show, they were throwing around large inflated dicks. And she had on an inflatable dick, dildos, unicorns, and half ass naked every single night. But she said she had to stop listening to hip-hop music because that's all that hip-hop music, rap, talk about. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of different genres. I I listen to a lot of hip-hop and a lot of rap. I even listen to a little bit of this new shit just to check it out. I ain't heard not now, motherfuckers, out here talking about... Sit on my dick and suck on my cock. Most of, mostly all of the, mostly all. Listen, mostly all of the the hip hop and rap music that's out now, especially the mainstream shit, is all about doing drugs and flossing and flexing. I ain't heard, and you know what I'm saying. I ain't heard nobody talking about sit on my dick and suck on my cock. Like I ain't heard that shit. <laughs> that's something she made up. She made that dumb shit up. So that's what I got a problem with. Like. I'm trying to figure out where this, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know where, the, where this whole got that shit from. I want to know what she listened to. I want to know who album she was listening to where all they talk about is sit on my dick and suck on my cock
2: Right. And then the crazy thing is she, <laughs> she chose like some of the wanchiest rappers to like canoodle with and collab with. Freaking Juicy, Juicy J. freakin' Mafia, bruh. Like, this nigga been saying suck a nigga dick or something since the 90s. That's what I'm saying. She went all the way hardcore, willingly. She knew what was up, and now all of a sudden you can't listen to that anymore. Like, you chose to do that, and you knew that Juicy J knew always bring the hits, always, always heat, always bring the grit, and that's what they did for you. That song was only something because they were in it, really. That's the only reason we listened to it, not because of her. It was because of Juicy J. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right?
0: I didn't know Miley Cyrus was out here doing nothing but country until Juicy J hopped on that shit, and I was like, "Well, damn!" And then he hopped on Katy Perry shit. Listen, this is my problem. I think Juicy J need to be checked, but he out here trying to get money, so I feel why he's doing it. But ever since they won that Oscar, Juicy J been the one that's really been letting these bitches in. He didn't let he let my he was the first one to hop on with Miley Cyrus. And remember, he was on fireworks was, was it fireworks or roar? Uh,
1: um, dark Forest. Yeah, Dark Horse. He
0: was on Katy Perry, Dark Horse. Juicy J is letting these hoes in. (laughs) Juicy J and Mike Will made it letting these white girls in. We need to check their ass. Somebody need to get in contact with (laughs) Juicy J and Mike Will because they're letting these white bitches in. um, Exactly. (laughs) But, um, A. Millie. Yo. So, my question now to you is, because I, you know, I, I I. I feel like you was finna try to cape for kate for Miley earlier.
1: No, 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 I wasn't. I was I was just trying to be funny because now you know, people were saying that she's fully clothed now. <laughs> so oh. I was trying to be funny, but now nah, I wasn't capable for her. So I, I don't I mean to jump
0: that I I didn't mean to jump at you 'cause I you know I just couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. I was like, I know good damn well. will <laughs> hey, Miley, is not for the cape for this uh pace no, white hole. Never
1: but, um, never
0: uh oh, and Iggy Iggy is back out. Have you seen? Have y'all seen Iggy yet? Yes, I've seen. i seen though
1: the the white version of Nicki Minaj. Put it okay, like now
0: it. here's my first question because I saw I saw like a screenshot of the video, and a hey, Millie. I'm gonna ask you first, and you just let me know your opinion or not. But does it look okay? Cause does she have on like shorts or something? Because it looked like like her like her whole ass part is a different color than the rest of her. Does she have a, like, on, like, on, does she got no. on stockings or something? No. Mm-hmm. She,
1: to me, from what I saw um, with the pictures, is that is her real ass. I mean, well, it's fake, but I'm saying she had on, like, a bodysuit. So it was no shorts. Of course, we know Iggy has had work done, because she has admitted to getting work done. But, um, yeah. That, that, that wasn't Shorts. that was the body suit making her
0: butt look like that. Well, no, I ain't even talking about the size of her ass. I'm talking about like the color, the color. like if, yeah, like <laughs> like if you look at the if you look at the pictures, it's like her whole ass part is darker than her leg, her thighs, and her back. Mm-hmm.
2: That's probably like, been the surgery. I don't know. It looks. And so now, weird. Now, the ass
1: shots. If you get ass size, I know. I believe
2: they do turn your butt a different color. Mm. I'm and really, see exactly what you talking about, AJ. I'm looking at it
0: right now. AJ. Okay, yeah, because I was I was just I was just about to send it to I both of y'all. Yeah, it looked like she got on, like a, like some. She look yeah. Now I'm looking at it again. And it don't it don't look like nothing, but it looked like she got on like some dark, some tan, some tan like her butt is tanned, like only yeah. her butt. Hey Millie, I just sent it in the uh, in the group chat. So like, if you ain't seen mm-hmm. the look, but, like, it, but it looks like it look yeah a uh, uh, Yes, it looks like a hot a hot flavored mist.
1: It 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 actually does. It does look tan. It does look a different color, but I I I don't.
0: I... Help me. Go ahead. Try to explain it, please, Lord. Help me.
1: I don't think you can <laughs> explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause ain't no way. It's like, um, either you, um, kind of failed, and whoever did your butt or whatever the case is, she should have went to Doctor Miami for that. Shout out to Doctor Miami, scoping everybody. Um, but, mm -mm, like, I don't, Iggy,
0: I don't understand why her butt that color. It don't look natural, baby.
1: Mm-mm, it doesn't of course she's built like she don't look like she's not natural she's, mm. to me she looked like a little light-skinned black girl to me <laughs> to be honest but i mean mm. it's just, you can't explain that i don't know if it's the lighting but apparently um yeah
2: mm-hmm. somebody said i'm looking at that. some of the comments on the shade room on that picture and one of them said she wanted to be black so bad all that damn brown spray paint on her body you white <laughs> you will never be black and got
1: mm-hmm.
2: color stop it now maybe that I do It maybe it's a spray tan and they just in tan on all the white right pa- uh, places and she is wearing like African or Jamaican colors, so that's that's yeah. interesting too that she chose to do that Whoever. I'm trying to figure
0: oh, out why would you just why would you just tan I was trying to figure out why would you just tan your ass like you see, like, you see the line, like, and then, you know, it's yeah. cut, It's cutting. I'm going to send y'all the front picture. <coughs> the front picture is, like, it's literally just, like, that hip and her butt is tanned. Like, who the hell, laid? who the hell, like, somebody put some painter's tape down and spray tanned her ass. Just her ass.
2: Yeah, I just can't get with Iggy because literally she she literally looks like the white girl version of Nikki to me I'm um, I mean everything about the way she yeah. Rap, I mean she just isn't not, I mean she is complete like copyright and whitewashed version of Nikki hurt the way she her movements like it's just I can't and then I remember she said something about she listens to she listened to tapes or something to learn how to rap to so get like a black accent. How unauthentic uh-huh. can you be? You ain't you ain't even been exposed to black culture. Now you got like you know some white women men that literally grew up in the hood and they sound like they black because that's what they grew up around. That's literally how know, they was raised. But the thing is, is, I'm trying to figure out. Uh,
1: sorry to cut you off. No, you're but fine. Iggy Iggy is from Australia too. Exactly. So it's from so yeah. it's like. <laughs> Where well, they do
0: that They found that bitch and made her. That's what they doing. They out here. They out here making these people. They creating them. Like, I don't know if y'all ever heard of K-pop, but um, K-pop I is I
1: have.
0: It's a Korean. It's like Korean pop, but it's like super super popular. It's like even popular over here, especially in Europe and of course in uh Korea and in the Asian countries. But I was watching this documentary where they're literally creating groups. And they had this, this girl group of, I think it was like seven or eight girls. The oldest girl in the group was like 30 years old, but they portrayed the group as if they're all teenagers because they all look super, super young. Like the youngest girl is like 12 and the oldest is like 30. It's like seven of them and they're a K-pop group and they're marketed as a teen girl group. But they created them like they literally just went out and found girls and they trained them for like a year and a half, two years. Everything from media training, dancing, singing, the songs were already written for them. They just literally, like, created this group, and they've done it for, they got boy groups like them, they got girl groups like them, and, like, they have, they like, they have a camp. The labels have a camp where they just, they bring in, like, 100 kids, and they live there. They don't go home but on the weekends, and they create pop stars, and I'm like what in the fuck so they somebody out here creating these little Iggy Azaleas and cause like and it shows when they when they pop up and they like not original at all like Iggy Azalea is nowhere near original like nothing she does she came out like just like another motherfucker and I, I, I'm glad T.I. dropped her ass cause you know remember when she first came out she was with T.I. them. And then that just ended. I don't know what yeah, happened, I that. but that just ended. And that just ended. He started ended. like
2: going against her, didn't he? Like actually, did he like speak out against
0: her, like straight dis her at one point? Yep. I feel like i yeah. at one yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. He <laughs> was like, he was like, I don't fuck with that bitch. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I guess he's. I, I don't know. I guess he's. I don't know. Maybe she. Uh, maybe she told him that she was Aboriginal. She was a light skinned Aboriginal, and he believed. <laughs> and then he found out that bitch was straight up white. He was like, bitch, you gonna get out of here? <laughs> You was not hustle game, <laughs> so I just uh, I don't know. Iggy Iggy was Iggy was the one in Miley, and now Katy Perry in here and Juicy J and Mike Will made it, and uh, the, the Migos performance with Katy Perry just looked just it looked it, like I'm gonna tell you what it looked like. It looked like it literally looked like Migos mama made them do their performance. Like she told them backstage, like y'all gonna go out here and do this with this white girl. And they were just out there like. Man. Just just <laughs> doing just doing A piece. I don't But and I don't,
1: the reason path. the reason that I mean, I, I didn't touch on it um in the Sip and Sit, but um looking at the shade room and other blogs, they were saying as to why they weren't going to perform with her because she had um homosexual males. So that's why she ended up, I guess, performing by herself with them. Um that that probably is why they look they they were looking like that because actually they were supposed to perform with
2: the the homosexuals on there so did she um call out the wrong name y'all because i saw something about somebody was making a big deal about when she said offset you know i don't know none of their names i can't tell the part but did she call out like one of the wrong ones names that was rapping or did she just say it real stupid
0: I think that I think they said that part because like she yelled it out and that's when she started doing the I'ma look just yeah, like damn. Miley Cyrus did being stupid and weird. Like I like she looked like she yeah. consciously <laughs> decided to be awkward white girl. She was like, I know I look a fool but I'ma do it.
2: Like I, I don't, honestly thought she had yeah. more rhythm than that, but that was a mess. That was I, that was painful to watch.
0: And see I think we be getting lulled into this false sense of security, like like you just said, like we thought this bitch had rhythm. <laughs> and she didn't. Like I thought, Miley had rhythm because she had. I and like you know if you if you watch the video for uh, what was it? What was the one where Mike Will made it? What was that? Child, I don't even remember. I really don't. Uh, That's just
2: how uh, you know. I, I know what you're talking about. It's in my head. I just can't call the phone. Ain't like Jay's on my feet or something. Was Is it? That yeah. It?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I'm glad I yeah, don't.
2: Jay's on my feet. Jay's on my feet. That's all I remember.
0: This bit. Oh, my God. Oh, makes me sick. I'm tra- Damn, what was the song? I got to find it now. I got to find it now. I'm glad I don't remember it, though. I'm so glad I don't remember it. It wasn't Wrecking Ball. Oh, it was
1: called
0: 23. James and My Feet. At that point, that's when she took all of black culture in one. She was like, I'm going to take y'all favorite basketball player. I'm going to take y'all beat. I'm going to take favorite y'all... Shoes take y'all favorite shoes, I'm gonna take y'all clothes y'all used to wear in 2000 something, and I'm gonna put it all in the video, and then the video looked like it it look, it, it, it kind of looked like a knockoff of the, of the No Limit video, make them say, uh oh. cause they was, in the, they was in the basketball gym a lot of lights and flashing and shit yeah yeah, that bitch took everything that day She she took it all <sighs> fuck Miley Katy Perry finna do it, too. I wanna know if somebody gonna, like, if one of these black girls gonna call her out, because, you know, Katy Perry got a lot of issues with a lot of folks. Her and Taylor Swift don't like each other. She look just like Miley. Somebody need to call out. That's who Nikki and Remy and all of them need to get at, but they scared, to, I don't know. I, I guess black folks scared to go at the white girl. But don't she got, then not Katy, Katy Perry did something with Missy Elliot too, didn't she? I
2: don't know.
0: Oh no no no! That was she that. no she she brought Missy out when she did the Super Bowl. What was that like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah,
2: probably yeah. Cause I remember she did a Super Bowl yeah. performance. So maybe yeah, she yeah, she brought, she, she, brought
0: she brought she brought Missy Elliott out during her Super Bowl performance, and that's I think that's when I thought that bitch had rhythm too. Damn, we've been fucking up for two years now. Black people, we got to start seeing these signs. We got to see when these white people step foot in, and we just got to be like, uh-uh. And I want to shout out to David Banner. He just dropped his uh his album, The God Box. It was completely independent. Uh, he got a track on there called Elvis, talking literally about this exact same thing, talking. He calling out everybody's name. He called out Iggy, Bieber, Katy Perry, Miley, Elvis, Madonna. He calls them all out just basically talking about, like, when we gonna stop letting these motherfuckers do this shit. When Macklemore, like, J. Cole said it and had to kind of joke about it, but, like, you got Macklemore winning Best Rap Album. Like, nigga, what? What work did you put in? Where? Like, okay, yes, we understand rappers' musical form and all of that, but you not finna bust up here your first couple of years and win, like, the top award in this shit, but you got people like Outkast, uh... UGK, Jay-Z, Nas, all of these people that's been rapping for hundreds of years. I'm exaggerating, but Ice Cube and all these people that's been rapping, you know, since been rapping, and they ain't getting half of the accolades, these white motherfuckers pop up one day and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm the best. Like, what, nigga? Nigga, you ain't even been shot. You ain't even grow up in a bad neighborhood. Like, not saying that that's, you know, that means that that you're a rapper, but my nigga you don't even know what vienas are. Like, it's certain things you just, like, it's certain things about black culture that you need to know and experience for we even just accept you like that. Like, we're not inviting everybody to the cookout. And most of these motherfuckers on this list are not invited to the cookout at all. Iggy Azalea cannot even drop nobody off at the cookout. Like, nobody asks Iggy for a ride to the cookout because this bitch can't even pull up. Like... Mama does not want her in the front of her house. Restraining order on Iggy. <laughs> Katie Perry. <laughs> Riz, I just seen that uh I just seen that picture with who is this? Who is who's the other person? I don't know who the other girl I is. I don't What's even
2: it? know who that is.
0: That's what I was saying some mm-hmm. other girl. But... All of them got that um all of them got that white that white girl that fuck with black dudes haircut, that short that short platinum blonde uh swoosh swoop, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. That's what all them got. Like, they live in a trailer park, but they got a nice car with rims on it.
2: And and real quick, AJ, let, let me just be a little bit more serious real quick. I know we wanted to have fun, but this this is serious. So, like, I just read something that said that uh, uh, appreciation is different from appropriation with a culture. And I agree with that 100%. I feel like if you were truly appreciating black culture, then you would Fully involve yourself in black culture, not in just learning about who we are authentically outside of what you think we are, like, you know, with hip-hop and twerking and R&B crooning and all of that, but, you know, and actually loving and embracing black people and doing things for the upliftment and advancement of our culture. I don't see none of these people, and I could be wrong, because a lot of times when celebrities make charitable donations, sometimes it's anonymous or just not, you know, put out there, but... I'm pretty sure, for the most part, y'all ain't contributing no money to no HBCUs, to no NAACP. Y'all ain't helping Flint. You know what I mean? What are you really doing to help the black culture that you, you know, want to portray that you love so much to emulate us? That's how you know that it's that is just completely fake. That's how you can tell the difference between appreciation of a culture and appropriation, because appreciation is just simply taken whereas appreciating is like a give and take you know what i mean so it's like i don't see any of these artists doing anything to actually help out you know black people and i have seen three clips y'all between today or yesterday uh, i'm sorry between uh today and yesterday that just show blatant racism and hatred against brown people and not you know not just black people but include hispanics too i saw a lady in walmart that just got asked to walk out of walmart because the hispanic lady was on the same aisle as her trying to get some medicine and she wouldn't move out the way so she started getting real nasty and watching with her telling her this is america and we don't want you here you need to go back where you came from and then a black girl stepped in to defend a hispanic woman and she got called a nigger, and it just got way out of control and out of hand and a walmart manager walked over there and told the lady to leave um, so that went viral. If y'all haven't seen that, it's on Twitter. seen another video of a disabled white man now. This man is in a wheelchair and got the audacity to still be racist. And I saw somebody retweet that saying, you need to pick a disability. You can't be crippled and racist. Like, pick one. Pick a disability because both of them are, are, are really a disability. One is just mental and one is physical. But this white man uh, was mad because this uh, Hispanic... A young man who I think may have been picking up his mom from the airport or just been at the airport with her or whatever she was speaking in Spanish, so he spoke back in Spanish to her and this white guy got offended saying that she did this is America, and uh you know she needs to speak English like you know that is ridiculous and then the other young man and um I don't know, AJ, maybe you can look this up while I'm talking so I don't, I'm not near a computer or whatever, but the young man that just lost his life, the uh, Bowie University student, this young black man, only like 23 years old, just got commissioned as a second lieutenant, I believe, in the Army or Navy, but should have graduated today, today from Bowie University, was killed by a, a Caucasian gentleman, 22 years old, that went to the University of Maryland, and they're saying it's probably a hate crime because this young white man was a member of a group on Facebook called Alt-White, where, where, and, of course, they spell it to be reminiscent of, like, you know, Germans or whatever. And, you know, he would be in the, actively in the group, you know, as they uh, talk bad about women, Jews, you know, blacks and Hispanics. Um, you know, stabbed him in the chest for no reason while he was visiting his friends at that college cam- uh, campus waiting for an Uber. That man should have graduated today. He should have graduated today. But his life was taken for no reason, none at all, from probably what was a racially motivated crime. So but wh- where are you? Where are you, Miley? Where are you, Katie? Where are you, Kim Kardashian? Where are you, Iggy? I don't see none of y'all, like, Stepping up and being allies for black people when this type of stuff happens. So don't fucking steal from our culture and and, and and put it on and do a menstrual show when you don't truly appreciate and love us. Bottom line is you're using us for a come up and capitalizing off of, off of us, and that is it. But you are not an ally, and you are not our friend, because I don't see you ever stepping up and saying anything or doing anything to help our community in times of need and in times of despair. So I had to get serious, because if y'all don't know about any of them stories, I suggest you look them up, because this is 2017 America, and we're still dealing with stuff like this from white people, and I'm sick of it. So that's my little piece on that.
0: Richard Collins III is, uh, is a young man that was that was stabbed to death. That's the one you're talking about?
2: Yep, Richard Collins III.
0: Um, I didn't want to bring it up, but you brought it up. So yeah. No, they need to be. So public. while y'all out here
2: mm-hmm.
0: thinking that you know all we doing is twerking and rapping and being thugs and shit, and then your meth head ass motherfucking cousin out here stabbing people for no reason other than the color of their skin. I'm look. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just here to tell you at King Friday the number four six. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. That way you can see what I look like. And that way if you see me in the streets and you will automatically know I ain't with the shits. And I specifically will lift weights with only my hands. Not my arms, not my back, not my legs. But my hands. Just so that when I slap the pure D shit out of your racist bigoted ass you will feel the strength of me and all of my ancestors coming forth with and through your jaw bone structure. I ain't with the shits. I'm I'm I like I promise you and I'm being real with y'all, like I'd be thinking about it on a daily basis. I'm like I'm waiting for that moment to happen to where I will freely let loose the strength of oppression for hundreds of years through my arm and that way when the police pull up and be like, Why is that motherfucker on the ground? I could be like, Because slavery and that will be my response. Because racism will be my response. Because bullshit. That would be my response. I'm just waiting for that day. And as usual I always like to give a quote. Uh and this one comes from Amanda Steinberg. She's a beautiful young person, one of our young people that is, you know, really on you know, really about her mindset, along with uh Yara Hashidi. I hope I pronounced her name right, from blackish, um Willow Smith, Jaden Smith. Like, we got a lot of, you know, beautiful, free black children that are being raised and that are in this world that we need to cultivate and protect and, you know, listen to. Because they, 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 got, a lot, they, they got a lot to say and they have wonderful minds. But Amanda Steinberg she said, what would America be like if we loved black people as much as we love black culture? And that's a dead serious ass question and like i like it's a question that it, i don't even know if it can be answered because we've never seen a point in time where black people were loved by this by this by, by america america has never loved black people america has only loved consumed and devoured black culture every single thing black people do america takes it every single thing we do the good and the bad and when they take the bad they blame it on us and when they take the good they call it a new trend black people have been raped figuratively physically since the beginning of America 1776 we can go before that motherfuckers been doing the same bullshit so find me King Friday 4-6 so you can see what I look like Come to me with that bullshit. I'm punching Nazis, racists. I'm going to take out my frustrations. I don't want to be violent, but I ain't no killer, but don't push me. I ain't going to kill nobody. But listen, I ain't with the shits. I am not with the shits. All of these people recording these videos, exposing these racists, taking the upper road, fuck that. Knock the old ass block off. They old enough to talk that shit, which means they've been talking that shit for this many years and they ain't got knocked the fuck out yet, which means it's right about time for somebody that don't give a fuck to give a fuck, knock the ass out and I guarantee they'll stop that shit that day. I guarantee it. And if not, they'll get their ass knocked right out again. You see Richard Spencer got his ass knocked out about two times, two, three times. He probably still getting punched. We ain't even got video of it. I ain't with the shits, so come at, so so come around my way with it. I'm i look, I'm lifting weights with my hands, I'm raising the roof just to get my hands strong. Slap the shit out of you, let's go. But um, hey Millie, we close it out. Remarks, mm-hmm. comments, concerns, shout outs. Okay,
1: shout outs. Uh, shout out to everybody that is listening and um. Just tweet me on uh, Twitter during v- Wretched Mondays. I think that's, like, one of my favorite nights, along with recording. But that's, like, really one of my favorite nights. Because I will say anything, and everybody will agree with me, or they'll retweet. So, you know, just shout out to everybody that's, like, tuning in and watching with me every night. I mean, every Monday night for Wretched Mondays. So, hope to see y'all next week again for
2: raising Mondays.
0: Wretched Mondays. <laughs> Monday. It do be lit. It do be lit. Um, uh, Black Butterfly.
2: Uh, shout out to everybody that's listening and supporting and downloading and sharing and just supporting us in this endeavor and journey. You know, it's not always easy. You know, we're still human. We still have things that go on every day in our lives, just like, you know, you guys do. But we try our best to pull through and push through so that we can um, you know, just continue doing our thing and hopefully you know, spread positivity and knowledge and power and everything else, you know, through our podcast. So thank you guys for listening and supporting. And um, I do want to shout out the family uh, as well of Richard Collins III. Uh, my prayers, my heart, everything is with you guys and may just just be served.
0: Yes, most definitely. Uh, that's the sentiment of everybody here. Definitely rest in peace to him, like, I just I I couldn't imagine. I'm gonna put out a random call. I want to shout out to the vigilantes, wherever they may be. We need a Batman. We need a black Batman. We need a black Superman. We need somebody. You know what I'm saying? We need a black. We need a black Batman. Somebody that puts that suit on at night, literally, and literally goes out here just knocking blocks off. I'm like, come on. Somebody out here got enough money for that shit. Jay Z. You doing like Jay Z. Jay-Z, y'all worth y'all worth a Billy. You know what I'm saying? You can afford to do some Batman type shit on your on the weekends. Just go <laughs> out here and knock George Zimmerman off. Hey, it, it, it's a list of. We'll give you a list, but you know. Come on, Jay-Z. Somebody, somebody that got this bread. Who else? Who else rich black man? Magic Johnson. Come on. Come on. You too tall though. People might recognize you. Somebody. <laughs> Jay Z uh what's the man that owned BET that used to own BT. Bob Johnson he ain't doing shit don't nobody ever see him come on be the black Batman <sighs> shout out to everybody that listens and supports us and listens to us ramble on and especially me when I ramble on and get on my get on my tangents uh, shout out to my co-hosts for keeping me grounded and always especially like Black Butterfly A Millie, when they be you know what I'm saying giving the real perspective and I want to be crazy for you know being being even in it out so I don't sound like I'm crazy <laughs> so it sound like I got facts behind me uh so shout out to y'all for that uh and shout out to all of our sponsors shout out to uh Lalumia uh which is like the best makeup brush cleaner so I heard I ain't got no makeup brushes to clean but shout out to Lalumia uh the makeup brush cleaner uh shout out to our new sponsor Venue Kings like I said right now until the 20th of June uh, use code SPRING17 that's S-P-R-I-N-G the number 17 for $5 off any ticket purchase of $30 or more so head on over to area21podcast.com click on the sponsors tab and click on Venue Kings and also check out all of our other sponsors Fiverr, Rolling Paper Depot, shout out to Rolling Paper Depot and Seisman.com for being sponsors for the urban landscape so y'all get your puff on and all that good shit Um, but Episode fifteen. It's been fun, and as always, we'll catch y'all next week. Uh, Shout out to A Millie again. Check her out. uh, Ratchet Mondays live tweeting from the Area Twenty One Podcast Twitter account. That's Area the Number Twenty One Podcast on Twitter, on IG, and on Facebook. And once you do all of that, head on over to area21podcast.com. That's area, the number 21 podcast. Check out Black Butterfly on Instagram with Fly Girl Fashions. That's fly with two Y's because it's twice as nice. F-L-Y-Y-G-I-R-L-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-S. Y'all know I'm waiting for somebody to challenge me with this spelling bee shit. I'm with it. I'm so with it. I'm going to close my eyes and I'll spell onomatopoeia. I ain't going to do it right now, though. Cause uh, we about to be out of here Cause we got other shit to do But shout out to the culture voters With their pale pasty asses We gonna put a stop to it We gonna start checking y'all At the motherfucking door Right after we find the black Batman uh, Iggy, Katie, Miley, the Kardashians Bieber, all y'all with these fake asses And these white passes Fuck y'all, we coming for y'all Area 21, the underground takedown As always, it's your boy King Friday, Black Butterfly a Millie. we love y'all and we out
1: Hello.